Hello and welcome into another edition of the Happening Hoops radio show. My name is Ethan Hennessy and I am here with my co-host Chase Heckman. Uh, we have a bit of a, a later start today on opening day. That was, uh, I will own up to that, that was my my mistake. I slept through my alarm. I was just dreaming about, you know, opening day and I was so excited that I didn't even wake up. So, you know, that's that's my mistake, of course. But uh, here we are, uh, 12 minutes uh, after our starting time, and we're, we're excited to start uh, talking about some opening day, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. So I figure uh, the majority of the show will probably just talk about the, the slate of games for today and um, what you're looking forward to, what are upsets, um, all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. First off, in... Um, would that be in just about an hour or two? Uh, we had the first game of the day tipping off. Wisconsin Lutheran at Green Bay. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's this pretty <clears throat> self-explanatory about that one. But um, after that is actually uh, what I would describe as one of the sleeper games of the day. Um, it's going to be a really good one. St. Francis, PA at Buffalo. Um Oh, we got a question here from the Periscope feed. How would you defend Mike Dom? Well, um, we we both got the opportunity to see Mike Dom last year uh, when the Jackrabbits came to Fort Wayne, and you really can't defend him. Um, he has like that old man at the YMCA game um, where he just stands back there and does this really slow release and pops threes. Um, is also a monster on both the offensive and defensive glass. Uh, he reminds me kind of of a guy that we had the opportunity to see our freshman year, Alec Peters, who he's not tremendously athletic, and he's not going to put up um, like like you're not going to be wowed by his numbers. You just um, like you look up all of a sudden he, and he has 25. Right. In terms of ways to defend him, probably try to put like two guys on him, maybe three if you have to, but. I mean, it's not really... Then you're just leaving yeah. other people open. And they, they have a good enough supporting cast on South Dakota State that you don't right. want to do that either. So there's not really a good way to defend him. Right. And when we saw... that was going off a little bit of what you said about Fort Wayne. Um, when we saw him against Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne would try double teams, even triple teams sometimes. And so the thing that makes South Dakota State scary is the fact that they have those wings, those wing shooters outside of Mike Dom. They have telling well, I think is telling Houston gone. He's now a uh, GA, a GA. Okay, yeah. but they still have they have like Brandon. Uh, they have Key. They have a lot of good backups from last year that are now going to be key contributors on South Dakota State. And so that's why Mike Dom is you know so so dangerous is that he has all these contributors around him that if you double team him or triple team him, they're still going to make you pay. Definitely though, if um, any of you who are listening, if Mike Dom. Uh, and his team are coming to your town or city uh, to play a game, or if you live in South Dakota, um, I would advise going to see him. Um, he really puts on a show, and it is not to be missed. Um, I, of course, have my famous story about how I did pass him up one time. Uh, my sophomore year, I was choosing between the South Dakota State-Fort Wayne game and the rivalry Western Michigan-Eastern Michigan game. I went to the one in Michigan, and that night, Tom put up 51-15. and 15. Mm-hmm. So... I didn't miss him my junior year. I went and I saw him, but this year, unfortunately, he's coming to Indiana over winter break. And who are they playing again on opening day? Fort Wayne. They, that's actually one of my potential upset picks of the day. They're at UCLA. I think because UCLA is probably just of the mindset, oh, you know, this any old mid-major team coming in here. But Fort Wayne really is one of the top three or four teams in the Summit League, 
And I think they're going to give some people fits. They're the only team in Indiana that's been to the postseason five straight years. Uh, they like to brag about that a lot when they're throwing <laughs> out statistics. So I would be cautious of that potential upset at Pauley Pavilion tonight. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, another one that we were looking at, well, one of the best mid-major matchups of the day is Western Kentucky and, well, that's not mid-major, but Western I'm probably Kentucky staying up to watch that, though. That, that is, one is a good one. That'll be a nationally televised U game. So, um, Who do you have in that? You know, it's at Washington. Washington is looking to be r- pretty good this year in a week Pac-12. Um, personally, I want to take Western Kentucky just because I think that they, with Bassey, uh, they'll be able to compete. Um, but I'm still going to take Washington. It's it's at Washington, and and they're probably going to be first or second in the Pac-12 this year. You and know, I saw. Um on Twitter, I believe it was Barstool Virginia, um, put out a tweet yesterday oh that was pretty... I, I'm not usually a Barstool fan. I, I really don't like their content. But this one, <laughs> this tweet was pretty good. Um, they, they were like, so we're playing a, a team um, from the suburbs of Baltimore. Um, a mid-major team from the suburbs of Baltimore uh, that wears the colors uh, black and yellow. What could go oh wrong? God. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. And... Okay, he, here's what I <laughs> here's what is GCU in South Dakota State even televised? Ooh, is question. that even on the ESPN three? No, it's in Brookings. I had um, a fellow uh, fan DM me last night saying that he was going to that game, and I was pretty jealous. Um, really? Yeah. Who's that? Anybody we know? It was I. Can, I can't go check the DMs right now because we're on Periscope, but um, he knows who he is. Okay. I'm I'm blanking on the name right now though. Boo! Um, you gotta give him a shout out, and you forget him. Oh man, he's gonna be hurt when he sees that. I know. Okay, here's another thing. Uh, okay, BYU Nevada. Now Nevada's probably gonna win this game by yeah. double digits, but I think that if B what BYU is supposed to be like second in the WCC this year, um, second, so, right? ESPN three Mike. for that GCU South Dakota State. Thank you, hey. Coach Joshua Laverne. Hey, he know. Oh yeah, that's a GC fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, GCU alum living in Seattle. See, I right. I know some people. I, just I like your content, Joshua. I really like it a lot. I don't follow you. I don't think I should follow you, but I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow you. I don't follow you, but I, I, like, you, your but I like your content. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought yeah, that up. No. The whack whack Twitter is always a uh, a very good place to be. You got you got Joshua. You got Red Sea of Seattle. You and you know all the GCU fans, even the New Mexico State fans. They're they're a hoot. You got, you know, uh, Cougar Pride, all, all those people. Preston, you know. Uh, watch out for Yoli Trout. It's going to be a close game in Nevada, says uh, Daily CBB. Nevada and BYU? Daily CBB, how are you feeling about that um, that Marquette uh, UMBC game tonight with Joe Sherburn making his uh, homecoming? Also, Daily CBB, um, I remember the fact when I uh, took part in your like little tournament thing of all the conference tournaments and I'm just going to point out that you followed everyone that was taking part in that but me and I was a little hurt so I don't know what's going on. You know on I'm actually in um, Daily CBB's uh, college basketball fantasy league right now um, oh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that getting isn't started. Isn't Jan in that too? He is yeah. He is in that yeah. One. I'm just kidding. So the, the nice thing about that is that um, 
like you pick all your teams, so you have like 32 teams, and then um, you get extra points for seeing that team. Right. And so immediately when that rule was put into place, there were like two people in the group that were like, what? No fair. Happening Hoops is going to dominate them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, how do you prove that you saw? He said he'll follow you. Oh, okay. You take a picture of like the ticket stop yeah, or exactly. the warm-ups at the game or something like that. Um, but of course, you know, I, I had to pick Valpo from the Missouri Valley, so I'll get like some free points every single week mm-hmm. um, being a student here at Valpo. You want to know another mid-major upset that I'm pulling here? What would that be? So UNC, uh, we got UNC Wilmington here, one of the better teams in the uh, the CAA. Mm-hmm. And Campbell's supposed to be kind of weak this year. Mm, that will be a good game. I'm picking Campbell in the upset. Okay, Chris Clemens. Chris Clemens is going to score uh, 70 points. and uh, You know what's another good mid-major matchup in uh, the South um, that today? Uh, it is East Tennessee State at Georgia State. Georgia State won the Sun Belt last year. Um, East Tennessee State was competing in a tough SoCon. Um, that is one I will be trying to keep my eye on. Uh, it looks like it's on the plot. That's the thing I don't like. They've started this whole ESPN Plus thing. Um, Daily CBB saying, I'd be happy if we keep it in within 20 in Marquette. going to be tough. Tougher matchup than UVA. Yeah, um, despite losing Rousey for Marquette, I think they still have uh, plenty of other pieces. They'll uh, be solid this year. Sam Hauser, Marcus Howard, all those. Um, and Woj is a good coach. And, yeah, they'll, they'll be packing the building, um, not just because it's an opening uh, game, but against um, UMBC. I was reading an article that they were actually talking about scheduling that game before UMBC even made their uh, – upset or even made the NCAA tournament just because they wanted to get uh, Joe Sherburn back to Wisconsin. But then as soon as they won the game, uh, Marquette called and said, you want to open up the arena. Um, so now that's an- pretty cool. Another interesting uh, Power 5 versus mid-major matchup. I don't think they're going to win this game, but we got Arizona State facing one of the best Big West teams, if not the best, Cal State Fullerton. Mm, yeah. And so I'm. They're. N- I don't think they're going to lose, but I think that's definitely a matchup to watch in 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 uh, in in Tempe. So that'll be that'll be interesting to watch, in my opinion. One of the better Power Five mid-major matchups of the night. You know, it's one of the few mid-major Power Five matchups that's being played at a mid-major. Speaking of opening arenas at Marquette, uh, down at Wofford, they're opening up their new arena and yeah. they're hosting number eight North Carolina Very to start off. Very impressive opening night. Um, I saw that students were camping out for like the past two or three days just to be able to get in the building um, to get to see uh, North Carolina come to Wofford and that is going to be a really good one. I don't have North Carolina on upset alert um, just because, you know, I mean, whenever it's at a mid-major, there's always a higher chance, but I think that North Carolina is just too much more talented than Wofford. Um, Wofford does have a guy, though, who is arguably one of the best three-point shooters in the history of college basketball. Fletcher so, McGee, right? Yeah, Fletcher McGee. So, um, you know, if he goes crazy, they could keep it close for most of the game, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna win it. And he would have to have a really good game for yeah. it to even kind of be close. Player player of the year for the SoCon probably. So they should Wofford should be decent this year. That'll be an interesting game, but yeah, you're right. North Carolina is probably not gonna be in any trouble. Um another interesting matchup that I'm looking at, and I know that um <laughs> I see. Goodness! I see Maine playing Denver. What a game! All um, the SWAC and MEAC teams are out today. I know the they are. Fives. They are. Um, <laughs> Looking, we got Mississippi Valley State at Nebraska. We got Coppin State at Wisconsin. Alcorn State at Tulsa. Ooh! I'll throw some I'll of throw those great at, games. I'll throw one at you here. Yeah. We got 
the Loyola Chicago Ramblers mm-hmm. against the Kangaroos of yep. UMKC. Now, how close do you think that game's going to be? Well, that was a game that I was originally going to go to, but then um, I decided against it. You know, I only got two more years of uh, games here at Valpo, so I wanted mm-hmm. to make everyone count. I think that that Loyola Chicago UM- UMKC game, I forget the score last year. I think it was kind of close, though. Um, but I have Loyola Chicago by, I'll say 12. 12, huh? Yeah. Okay. Now, how about we get to the to the biggest games of the night? All right. San Francisco and UC Davis. No, actually, uh, so we got we got the two big games of the night, obviously the big headliners on ESPN. We have Robert Morris at USC. Robert Morris at USC, and then I believe it's Indiana State versus Ball State. So those are the two big games of the day. Oh, my. Cody Geyer is spamming that heart button. Good God. We appreciate you, Cody. Thanks, Coates. Uh, Duke versus Kentucky who's going to win that game. Ooh, 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 um, probably Kentucky. Just because for once they're actually the older, more experienced yeah, team. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> weird isn't it, saying Kentucky's more experienced. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with Kentucky. They have the. Uh, I think the reason that Kentucky's gonna go deeper than Duke in the tournament is because of their experience. Duke is far and away the most talented team in America, but uh, uh, I think Kentucky with with their experience that they have. And Cal Pari, like you said, he's not used to much experience. So, And then we got yeah, the Yeah, so other if he can do that with young players, just imagine what he'll be able to yeah, do with exactly. some veterans. Right. A lot of people are actually picking Kentucky to win it this year. Um, I think they'll be in the conversation. Um, of course, it all comes down to, you know, who, who can predict mm-hmm. that far in the future. But I, I think that they'll be probably in the Final Four there, yeah. and then we'll see from there. Yeah. Um, the other one, Michigan State and... Um, Kansas. So, what do you have in that one? Okay, well, here's the thing. Michigan State, um, they have one of the best players in the Big Ten and Cassius Winston, and then they also have Ward. Um, and so Michigan State is – I don't know I don't know how I feel about Michigan State. Obviously, yes, they're, they're really good this year um, in, in, a, in a Big Ten that might not be that great. Um, but this is Kansas. Kansas is – most people's pick to win the national championship this year, and so I'm going to go with Kansas. So, I don't know though. It's it's interesting because obviously the Duke versus Kentucky game I think is going to be a little bit more competitive, um, and I think Kansas is going to run w- run away with it in the last few minutes. But yeah, what about you? Um, I think probably Michigan State is going to win. Michigan State, huh? Yeah. Interesting. What's your reasoning behind that? Just because you have a little. You have an inkling? Well, I, I mean, Cassius Winston's pretty good. Um, they'll also, uh, you know, East Lansing is closer to Indianapolis than um, Kansas, and so I think they'll, they'll have a little bit of the hometown crowd behind them, um, them in Kentucky. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just got a feeling about, uh, about Michigan State. Um, perhaps the third best game of the day, though. Um Florida and Florida State in Tallahassee. Very Florida State yeah. is number 17. I was kind of surprised that both these teams actually did this opening night. I think it's great for the sport. It's a great um, local rivalry, but I would have thought that, like most high majors, they just would have scheduled a bye game. Right. Yeah, no, that's the third best game of the day, in my opinion, um, with Western Kentucky and Washington closely following, I think. Yes, yes. Um, but I think that, um, obviously, I think Florida State's going to win. 
Um, it's in Tallahassee, if I believe it correctly. Is. Okay, so um, but Florida, you know, watch out for Florida. I don't, I don't believe they're ranked. They to start are not. the year, um, but they'll they'll creep up into the top twenty-five soon. Um, they're they're a good team, and they usually they usually find themselves in the discussion. Uh, so, but the SEC, unfortunately for Florida, the SEC is getting tougher by the year, and usually it's 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 um, you know the SEC has invested in basketball, and look look how that's kind of led them. They're one of the best conferences in basketball now, um, and so yeah, Florida unfortunately is is in a conference now where there's a lot of more a lot more teams that have competent coaches and competent recruiting and so the conference is getting tougher by the year and so um yeah that's the third best game though and then i don't know you you look at like a ucf versus rider that's what i was going to mention next so that's one that i don't think anybody's really talked about yet but rider uh is my pick to win the mac ucf is my pick to win the american uh, that's going to be a real burn burner down there in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. So that's on the trace. Um, so I'll get to watch probably the first half of the first half um, before I head out to the Valpo game. But yeah, that's going to be a really good one. Um, UCF's your pick to win the American, not like Cincy. No, UCF. Okay, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And uh, so, how about we get into? Our two teams and how we think they're going to do today. First, your uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. All they're right. taking on UIC in surprisingly the first ever matchup of the Flames and the Irish in South Bend, despite being pretty geographically close to each other. Notre Dame, uh, Mike Bray is not used to playing young, um, but this year he's going to have to. Um, and he has four four-star freshmen coming in, um, the headline being Prentice Hub, uh, a guard out of, uh, I believe, DeMatha? If I'm, if of I'm course, correct. it's Dematha. <laughs> it's out of Maryland, I think. Uh, but he um, he headlines their recruiting class, and so they have four four star freshmen coming in. And Mike Bray, you know, Mike Bray is used to playing old. Um, this year, he's going to have to learn how to play uh, with freshmen, and this is going to be interesting because Notre Dame was picked like ninth in the ACC. Um, Mike Bray always does his best uh, when he is picked lower. For example, I think it was 2015 when they made it to the Elite Eight and almost beat Kentucky, uh, the undefeated Kentucky, that is, um, in the Elite Eight, and they were picked like eighth in the ACC that year. And so Mike Bray always does his best when he's picked lower, um, and so I think Notre Dame is going to have a decent year, better than people think this year. Um, but, yeah, they should handle UIC easily, double-digit win probably. Um, but UIC is, what, probably the – Eh, I'd say Wright State, actually, but UIC's up there with Wright State in the Horizon League. UIC is my pick to win the Horizon, but really it could be any of those top yeah. three. So, But yeah, Notre Dame, Mike Bray has his back against the wall this year. I think he'll do just fine. He does his best when his back is against the wall. He has a good recruiting class, so things are looking up in South Bend, even if this year might be a little tougher. And now here, Loyola Greyhounds. You've been a little my Loyola Greyhounds. Everyone's picking your Loyola Greyhounds last in the Patriots. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're not showing any respect to Houndtown. Yeah. Um, so I have St. John's. I have it being a very close game. Okay. Just like last year. Um, last year, Loyola. Nobody predicted them to uh, win against Northwestern, but 30 seconds left. They were right. down by two. W-E-U-R-F-M. Uh, oh, Got to catch that crank. Pranked. There we go. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so 30 seconds left with the ball. They were down by two. Chance to tie it or win it at number 19, Northwestern. Uh, they ended up uh, losing by four, 
but it was really a, a great showing by my Greyhounds. I was screaming my lungs out, one of only a handful of Greyhounds fans at Allstate Arena that year. Um, and I think it'll be a similar situation at St. John's. Um, yeah. For some reason, Loyola just seems to play well against marginally good high major teams on opening night. I know that's pretty specific, but, um, you know, I Marginally good. um, Because last year, Isaiah Hart, uh, backup point guard for Loyola at the time, because Andre Walker was the starter, whenever he came in, he locked down Brian McIntosh, uh, a really good starting Big Ten guard. I expect him to actually do the same with Shamari Pons of Seton Hall. I expect him to hold him relatively in check. Um, just because Isaiah Hart is going to be that good. Uh, going to have James Fives and Sam Norton, that upperclassman senior leadership, step in. Uh, Kevon Scott has got to be big. Um, he's got to play big up at Carnesecca tonight. Um, I think he will, though. And, yeah, um, first game ever in the Tavares-Hardy era. I expect the Greyhounds to keep it close. It's going to be single digits is my prediction. Um, either way, I think that... I'm giving them more of a chance to pull off the upset than most would. Um, I'll say maybe like a 20, 25% chance. I, I think they're probably going to lose it, though. But then again, everybody thought they were probably going to lose at Northwestern last year, and they almost won. So be on the lookout for my Greyhounds. I only wish I had a chance to watch it. Uh, it's on Masson, but I don't get Masson here in Indiana. get it back in Maryland, but I'm here. Um, it is on all the Fox Sports stuff, though, but... I also do not, unfortunately, get Fox Sports Midwest here. So I'll be following that on Twitter, though, uh, while I am waiting in the stands of the ARC for the Valpo game to start. Which is also going to be a barn burner. Yeah, which let's let's talk about Valpo, why don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the issue... Okay, so I didn't go to the uh, the, the exhibition game, uh, I will admit. If you don't know, Valpo lost uh, their exhibition to Division II University of Indianapolis. Uh, they were one of four Division I schools to lose their exhibition. The other ones were South Carolina, uh, which, you know, decent SEC team. I'll, I'll take that. Air Force, a Mountain West team, bad Mountain West team, but still Mountain West team. And uh, UMES, to <laughs> local rivals Salisbury. Yes. So, not a Amazing. horrible group to be. And if you take UMES out of it, actually, I'd say a pretty good group of college basketball teams. But uh, still, you do not want to be losing your exhibition to a D2 team. I mean, in fairness, they are a really good they D2 are. team. They, they are. They, they've beaten D2. We do not want to leave that out. You know, they're, they're a good yeah. D2 team. They apparently beat Valpo in 2009 in their exhibition. Last year, when they went to Terre Haute and they played Indiana State, they only lost to the Sycamores by six. So they are a good D2 team. Yeah. They had a guy who is now playing on Loyola Chicago this year who was on Indianapolis last year. So they're they're, they're a good D2 team, but if I'm at Lodic, I don't know why we're scheduling these good D2 teams because then we'll lose. Why can't we schedule like an intramural team? Why can't we schedule East-West University? (laughs) That is not not a lie. Chicago State did schedule an intramural team, East-West University. They're on the schedule again this year. November 29th at the Jones Convocation Center, <laughs> Chicago State versus East West oh University. That is hilarious. They got to get those dubs. Cougars open up tonight, though, in uh, Bloomington on the first okay. game on uh, cable television tonight. There's another game that I brought up before Central. we talk about Valpo again that I'm watching. So, uh, George Mason, who's who's going to be oh, yes, really yes, yes. good in the A10 this year, they're mm-hmm. playing one of the better Ivy League teams in Penn, if not the best Ivy League team. So. 
watch for that one. That's that's a good mid major matchup as well. And you know you know us here at Happening Hoops. We love our our Ivy League basketball, right? So we do love our Ivy League basketball. So um, if we, if you can't attend the school, you got to watch the basketball. <laughs> um, but anyway, what, what chance do you give um, Morgan State to pull off the upset at number nine Villanova tonight on the <laughs> national championship banner racing ceremony? Point zero nine percent. I mean, really? You know what's you know what what Morgan I would State, say really yeah. too. Um, looking at the schedule here, the ticket for that Villanova game two hundred fifty dollars. Good lord! To see oh, Morgan so State. <laughs> Good night. Okay, well, in all fairness, no thanks. I'll just take like my three dollar ticket or whatever it would be to see them at DePaul on Monday. Do, <laughs> do, do teams charge two hundred dollars just to see a, a banner raising, but then they also see like a garbage team? Like, does that usually happen? I don't know. Um, I had seen, because uh, I covered the game at Michigan on Friday, their exhibition versus Northwood, shameless plug, you should go check out HappeningHoops.com, my review of that game, and also my interview with uh, John Beeline in the post-game press conference. But I keep getting all these emails now for this, like, Michigan tickets or whatever, and they have their game tonight against Norfolk State, but, like, the first, I don't know, however many people, I think it's, like, 500 people or something in get a free replica Big Ten uh, either trophy or banner and Final Four either trophy or banner. So oh boy. if if I did live in the eastern Michigan, Ann Arbor, Detroit area, I would be going to that game. Heck yeah, um, dude. Unfortunately, though, I don't because I'm all about collecting that you know com- commemorative uh, college basketball memorabilia. I have Northwestern's banner from when I went to go see the Loyola Northwestern game and just all about collecting that memorabilia. Um yeah, I was trying to find here if I could ever find the game, the price for that. Um, for what? That Norfolk State-Michigan game, because I saw the Villanova one was... Um, sort by conference, you could do that. But whatever. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> speak. going back to Valpo a little bit, right? So um, we play Concordia... Illinois? Concordia University of Chicago. Chicago. And boy, oh boy, I did some research on them yesterday. Let me tell you a little bit about them. (laughs) You want to go tell them how bad they are? (laughs) Sure. Oh, (laughs) yeah, see, look at that. Michigan's charging $3 for their tickets. Come on, Villanova. For their their runner-up ceremony. Come on, Villanova, charging $250 to see Morgan State. No. I mean, in all fairness, yeah, I don't know how to spend that, actually. So, um, Concordia University Chicago. They are a Division Three team. Ticket prices are so high because it's the opening and remodeling. Yeah, yeah, I had forgotten too. They they're uh, oh, they opening back up the pavilion. They're playing, I think, at the pavilion this year, and not Wells Fargo Arena where the Sixers play. Um, they usually play most of the games there, but this year, oh gosh, I think gosh, they're at gosh, the gosh. pavilion, or maybe it's just this game they're at the pavilion. I don't know. I know they're at the pavilion tonight. Yeah, um, it does look beautiful. Though. I've seen a video of it. Um, very nice uh, venue, but I would not pay two hundred fifty dollars to see a MIAC team there. Anyways, um, Concordia University of Chicago, they're a Division Three team, and um, last year they had a record of 2-23. and 23. Uh, Chase, do you want to guess how many of those uh, 23 losses were by single digits? Uh, I saw the tweet. Oh, okay, you did. Okay. Uh, no, I, I don't remember the number, though. I'm going to guess, like, is it, it's less than 10. It is less than 10. Is it, like, 7? It's 6. Ah, oh, dang. Six of their 23 losses were by single digits. So that means 17 of them, they lost by at least 10 or more. Keep in mind, two other Division Three teams. And then I checked their roster. They have, like, 
four or so guys who are 6'4", one guy who's 6'5", and that's it. That's their tallest player. Keep in mind, I'm 6'4". Like, I could legitimately suit up and play for this college basketball team. Um, you could have. You remember you, that got D3, <laughs> you got D3 offers, dude. I, 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 you could be playing D3 you know, basketball I, right now. I was lightly recruited by a Division three college basketball team, meaning <laughs> one email. So, um, you know, hey, it's... So yeah, I got I got flex on the happening hoops audience or two so, Periscope viewers. So so basically what we're saying is uh, this team if we do, is so utterly bad. If we don't beat them by double digits, then um, we might be in for a rough year. The um, like I I don't even know because even if you even if they do play in their tallest player six five, once we bring in seven foot tall Derek Smiths. Like, this guy won't be able to stop him from backing him down in the post. He won't be able to grab any rebounds over Smith's. Once again, though, Matt Logg is going with the lineup of Malik McMillan at the five, which, you know, I mean, who am I to question Logg's decision-making on his job? But I feel like with with two seven-footers, yeah, one of them's out. But Smith's Smith's an upperclassman who's proven himself he's a good seven-footer. I don't really get the whole deal of starting Malik McMillan, who's not a center at the five, um, just a sophomore. But eh, we'll see. I mean, we don't really need the height in this game, so I won't argue it. But um, once we do bring Smith's in off the bench, look out, Concordia, Chicago. So so basically we hope Valpo wins by at least 20, 25 points. That'll be the goal. I Um, think that... Or before I was hoping for a hundred, but my guess is we probably actually won't reach one hundred because yeah. we'll let up off the gas a little bit at the end and bring in the bench. Um, but my goal for tonight is this team should not be scoring fifty against Valpo at the. No, arc. probably not. We we have to keep them under fifty. So um, it'll be good though to to you know yeah. just throttle a team after what happened on right. Thursday night. We very much need that. Well, Valpo needs this win because, I'll tell you what, I saw on Facebook today, and there's been some bad news coming out of Valpo. The famous hot dog stand, Valpo Vienna's, is shutting down. And everyone in Valpo is just devastated, I will tell you what. And honestly, and by everyone in Valpo, I mean not Ethan, because I don't even... What, what is this place? I've never even heard of this. No. Dude, I went on Facebook, and I was like, I love Valpo Vienna's. But then Valpo Vienna's came up... And they're like, yeah, someone bought Valpo Viennas, and they're selling it. Or not selling it, but they're changing it into a restaurant that is not a hot dog stand. And so I was just like, oh, my God. Valpo has gone through so much change, you know? And it's just first the Missouri Valley, and now the most famous hot dog stand in Valparaiso is shutting down. I mean, it's just a, it's just a devastating loss, honestly. Worse than the Indy loss, for sure. So that that's basically what's been on my mind, and I thought I should just bring that up because I was just devastated. So, but going back to college basketball, so we have some <laughs> we have some great local matchups today: uh, Boston at Northeastern, um, LaSalle at Temple. Uh, some great like inner city, uh, good local matchups. I think those will definitely be ones to keep an eye on, just because you know. When you get those kids who have probably played against each other in high school uh, in the same conferences going against each other in college, those are always good. Mm-hmm. So basically, okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So out of all the games that we've discussed, who is your biggest uh, 
predictor or your biggest red flag on who could be upset today on the first day of college basketball? Well, Alaska Anchorage is at Fresno State. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are they, D2? Yeah. Nice. But remember, they, they play like three D1 teams every year with they the do. Great Alaska Shootout, which is no longer. Falpo is supposed to be in the, that this year. They're but basically the Chaminade of Alaska. got disbanded. Yeah. I want to see uh, Chaminade and Alaska Anchorage, though. That would I be do. A That'd be a, a powerhouse battle. Um, hmm. Biggest upset alert. Just scrolling through these games, seeing all the the good ones. Maryland Eastern Shore, Georgetown, Patrick Ewing calling up uh, them down there in Princess Anne. you got Alabama A&M at South Florida. Uh, I would, while hmm. you think about that, I'll say mine. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, now, Joshua Laverne might not think of this as an upset. Um, but I'm going with GCU over South Dakota State um, as my upset pick of the day. Um, GCU is like 155 in the Ken Palm, and South Dakota State is 79, so it's an upset. According to um, Ken Palm, plus it's at South Dakota State. So uh, that's my upset pick of the day um, is GCU over South Dakota State. And also Cal State Fullerton could could pull it close with Arizona State. That could also be a, 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 a upset alert. But yeah, GCU South Dakota State's my upset. Why is Tennessee, who's number six, playing Lenore Ryan, a non-D1 team? Like Tennessee is a legit top ten team. They couldn't get some SWAC or MIAC team to play them. I mean, hey man, um, Villanova Villanova's playing Morgan State. So I mean, if I'm picking with the heart, it would obviously be Loyola over St. John's as my upset pick of the day. But um, if you're picking with your brain. <laughs> Hey, I said it'll be a single-digit game. You watch. Loyola always plays well against these teams. Um, huh. UC Riverside over Oregon State. No, I can't. You know, Portland State did play Oregon very close last year. They're not going to be my pick, though. Um, Towson over Virginia. I would probably say... Is this really a huge upset, though, but CSU Northridge over New Mexico? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm technically, st- yeah. I'm, st- I'm staying out west because I, I think that a lot of the great games tonight will be on the west coast. I, my upset pick, probably if you had to force me to pick one, is Fort Wayne over UCLA. Um, UCLA number 21 in the country. Okay, um, that's fair. I mean, that game, as I mentioned, the, the Cal State-Northridge-New Mexico game should be good. The Western Kentucky-Washington game. Cal you State. said the Cal State-Fullerton-Arizona State game. Like, there are a lot of good matchups yeah, out west, actually, to are. stay up and watch tonight. Well, the thing is, Cal State-Northridge is 336 in and the And, of course, BYU-Nevada. Yeah. yeah. Northridge is 336 in the Ken Palm, so, yeah, that'd be an upset <laughs> if they were to beat well, New Mexico. Well, I, I say that because it's at Northridge. Yeah, but it's still... I don't even. Let me look here. I know because I think I think New Mexico still, is supposed to be a top three or four team in the Mountain West, yeah. so that would be a, a decent upset if Northridge yeah. is a three hundred plus uh, team. What about this? Uh, Winthrop has been kind of stripped of a lot of their players, um, but Winthrop uh, versus Vandy could be. I, I just don't see it. You don't see that? No. No. Interesting. In in better years with a Mike Davis coach, Texas Southern, I might pick them against Baylor. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they do not have Mike Davis anymore. Yeah. Um, so St. Francis, PA against Buffalo is a sneaky good. Uh, that is a matchup. sneaky. Good. I guess you could pick that as your upset 
um, if you want. I'm still going with Buffalo, though, in that. But Fair. Yeah. Um, honestly? <laughs> you don't have any serious I, upset? No, no, and I hate to say this, but Delaware State against East Carolina. Delaware State could actually win that. Delaware State, dude? Against East Carolina. Just because it's East Carolina. East Carolina? We were making fun of East Carolina earlier uh, when we were like, where the heck even is that? Delaware State versus East Carolina. It's right below the LaSalle Temple and the Tennessee Tech Memphis. Oh, okay, I see. Well, so um, that's interesting because uh, East Carolina is terrible, um, and I could definitely see that happening also, I you know what else I can see happening? Now Stony Brook over George Washington, because <laughs> that could happen. George Washington's one of those like main four teams in yeah. whatever tournament they're in, and Stony Brook's one of the visiting campus teams. Right. I could see that though. No, I think um, I think okay. So Wagner is an interesting matchup against Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's another interesting. I think Seton Hall will win by double digits probably. But Wagner can give them a game for for maybe half of it. Um, that's also nationally televised on Fox Sports too, so that'll be an interesting uh, Power Six versus uh, mid major. Uh, let's see here. I like one game that we haven't talked about yet: um, Florida Gulf Coast at Illinois State. Okay. Florida Gulf Coast isn't supposed to be that great. That'll this be year, a good out of conference game for the Missouri Valley, uh, one of their contending teams, to see where they uh, stack up against. A uh, nationally renowned mid excuse me, mid major team. Um, I'm picking the Redbirds in that one, but it'll be a good close game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I I'm, I'm guessing Florida Gulf Coast is still picked to win the Ace on this year. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think so. Okay. Liberty's gonna be good though. Yeah, but Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, oh, Louisiana be- Tech at Wichita State is another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Honestly, nothing pales in comparison to what's going to happen um, with, and this is, I th- was Wyoming in the CBI last year? No, that was the year before. Uh, you know, the year before they won it. Okay. Yeah. Also, Georgia State's supposed to be really good this year. Yeah, people have been saying that UCSB and Wyoming game is going to be good. Yeah. The so okay, East Tennessee State versus Georgia State is also a really good mid-major matchup. Yep. Um, Georgia State probably the favorite in the Sun Belt this year, um, and so that'll be that'll be an interesting mid-major matchup for sure. Um, you know, I just thought this. Let's let's not ignore those teams that for some reason decide to start their season a day later or even a few. Yeah. What the? Because tomorrow night. Ohio State at Cincinnati, the opening up of the new Fifth Third Arena. Yeah. That's going to be a really good one. Probably right. the best game of the day. Mm-hmm. We also have, um, no, that's by far the best best game of the day. Yeah. There's not much else on that tomorrow. Uh, we got Dayton versus North Florida, I guess. Um, Bucknell, St. Bonaventure, and High Point, oh William & Mary. Those are probably the other best games. Oh, wow, look at this, dude. DePaul versus Bethune-Cookman. I know. Whoa. You I haven't been out. to the new Win- Wintrust Arena yet. You I'm sure see, it is You fabulous. could see the team that is probably going to win the MEAC this year play yeah. DePaul and actually maybe beat DePaul. Yeah. Um, yeah, but did you know, actually, that this year, um, and I got this from your boy Ken Palm when he tweeted out, that there are a record number of D1 versus non-D1 games to start off opening night this year. 52. 
Wow. Is that is that, that says it? something that about right? the state of college basketball? I believe mm-hmm. that high majors are getting <clears throat> less and less mm-hmm. willing to play uh, mid majors mm-hmm. um, this year, or or just years moving forward. And that's in part due to the expansion of the conference schedules of high majors, but also just their wantingness to shut them out from the NCAA tournament. I know Mark Adams has talked a lot about this. We'll probably have him on the show at some point Mm -hmm. um, this season to to talk more about it. So as we move on, I want to look at Friday, November 9th, because there are some good games Friday, November 9th. Okay. So let me. Is list. it that Montana State at Indiana one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I okay. So we got we got some pretty good games. We got uh, probably the headliner Auburn versus Washington. Um, you know, also that night it's the um, it's the Veterans Classic uh, down yeah. in Annapolis. You have mm-hmm. um, Wichita State and Providence, mm-hmm. and then Navy hosting Maryland. Yep. So that's a good one. And then we also have probably the best. One of the best mid-major matchups of the week in the leader in the CAA, probably Northeastern, versus the Ivy League leader, Harvard. So that'll be a really good game, in my opinion. Um, that'll be on ESPN. Uh, ESPN Plus. I don't get ESPN Plus. But oh, well. Ooh, Buffalo at West Virginia. Upset alert, interesting. maybe? Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, you yeah. got the Yale-California game yeah. in uh, China. So, yeah, UC Irvine, yeah, the Big West leader, versus this, Texas A&M. North Carolina playing at another uh, mid-major mm-hmm. at Elon. And then this one is probably the best game of the day, in my opinion. Southern Illinois at Kentucky. That is a very good game. So, yeah, there's a ton of good games on Friday. Um, and so we got we got an exciting week coming up for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, sh- this should be exciting. Saturday's kind of weak a little bit. Um, let's see. And then Sunday. Sunday, FGCU is at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. We got Vandy and USC. Um, we have, let's see here. We got Army at Duke, the two Coach K uh, coached teams. St. Mary's, Utah Valley. And so Fort Wayne versus Ohio State also. Mm-hmm. So um, Fort Wayne has had their had their hand with some Big Ten Hofstra teams. and Marshall, sneaky good game of that Sunday. So, as we list games off... Um, Potentially my Greyhound's first uh, win of the year, <laughs> hosting Dartmouth. <laughs> so, basically what's going to happen is there's a lot of good games on this week, and we're excited for the season to start tonight. Um, it's going to be an exciting day. we got the midterms. we got, you know, college basketball starting up. So, it's an exciting day. I have my Theo um, quiz in <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> I got my first rehearsal in theater. It's, it's, it's a really exciting day. And I'm excited to to go home and and watch some college basketball. And so, yeah. Also, if you're watching, don't forget to vote if you haven't. There you go. There's Chase Heckman's shameless plug on voting. Um, and so, basically, we are... Oh, also, um, last night I published uh, the first oh, yeah, preseason edition of the CIT and CBI Bracketology. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why, but for some reason that does like five times better in views than anything else I post on the website. So clearly you guys like that and want more of it. So I will be doing more of that this year. It's because there's nothing else like it, I think. Yeah, I think I am the only one who does that. So therefore the premier source for your Mm -hmm. CBI and CIT bracketology. Uh, But a lot of interesting teams in there. You got Eastern Michigan, Iona, UMBC, uh, Ball State. 
um, and some good conferences, uh, some good conferences represented. So definitely head on over to Happening Hoops and check that out. I don't know when I'll next be posting an update on that. My guess will probably be two or three weeks down the line, um, just after the first you know handful of games uh, that teams have played. We'll reevaluate then. Awesome. So yeah, I think um, you want to end the episode by giving us your your most anticipated game of tonight, besides probably Loyola Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, people like the Champions Classic, right? Um, the uh, the Florida Florida State game. I don't know, really. I'm I'm just looking forward to you know my my current school, my future alma mater, yeah. Valpo, getting out there on the court tonight. So All right, I'll be at the Arc if you're there tonight. Uh, definitely come, stop, say hi. You know, first row. I think it's Section K. I don't know. I never look at the number. But anyway, student section, first row, first seat, right next to the opposing bench. The guy in the cape, come over, say hi. I'll be there all season long. Um, and then, actually, if you're down south uh, this weekend, um, I'll be at Lipsicum on Saturday and Western Kentucky on Saturday to see the Lipsicum-Tennessee State game and the Western Kentucky-Tennessee-Martin game. So if you're in that neck of the woods, it's my first time there in that part of the country, uh, definitely stop on over and say hi or tweet at me that you'll be there as well, and we'll try to meet up. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think my most anticipated game is besides Duke, Kentucky. It's going to be uh, Western Kentucky versus Washington. Very good one. I'm looking forward. I have to that class game. at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, but I'll probably try and stay up to watch all that one. Yeah, so that's probably my most anticipated game besides the classic, of course. Yep. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it. We got three more minutes, and and if you want to sign off early, or we, yeah, sure, we anybody, can. We can sign for early. A little bit of a shorter show today, later start, yeah. earlier ending, just because. I know. We talked about the entire list of yeah. games for like 40 minutes, so. <laughs> a bit of a later start because, you know, it's just, it happens. You sleep through your alarm, and, you know, that's that's just what happens yep. on a Tuesday. And Hopefully so. next week or the next show after that, after Thanksgiving break, we'll have a guest on. We've been trying to uh, email around and get some people, but uh, we'll definitely get somebody on at some point soon. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, go enjoy the, like, 100-something basketball games today. It's going to be a great day, mm-hmm. and uh, that is it from us for the Happening Hoops radio show this week. Have a good one. WVURFM. Valparaiso.